You're listening to Comedy Central. March 13, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. his new album, American Utopia. Music legend David Byrne is joining us, everybody. David Byrne's gonna be here. Very excited for that. But first, but first, if your name, if your name rhymes with uh, Ronald Rump, then your friends in Congress have some really good news for you. The breaking news this hour, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee announcing they found no evidence that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia and that they're now shutting down their year-long investigation. Yes! Just me? Okay, just me. The GOP-led House Intelligence Committee has declared Donald Trump innocent. Yeah, which is sort of like your aromatherapist telling you that you don't have cancer. It's not remotely credible, but it makes you feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Now, everyone else is waiting to see what Mueller has to say, but Trump has already moved on. Today, the president spent time at the border, checking out the world's largest Lego project. President Trump is in the air on Air Force One, headed to California, where he will get a first-hand look at eight border wall prototypes. The round piece that you see up here, or you see more clearly back there, the larger it is, the better it is, because it's very hard to get over the top. It's really deterrent from getting over the top. Who would think? Who would think? But getting over the top is easy. These are like professional mountain climbers. They're incredible climbers. So, so wait. Mexicans are rapists and professional mountain climbers? I feel like this guy is just inventing new stereotypes now. You know, if there's one thing I know about those Mexicans, they love their mountains, yeah. Almost as uh, as much as Egyptians love kayaking, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this was a slick move, just by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you know Trump went to the border today because it's Taco Tuesday. Nice move, Mr. President. Someone was probably like, Mr. President, you know we can have tacos on other days. He's like, no, no, I respect their culture. I respect it. (laughs) But let's move on. Because the big news of the day wasn't about who Trump is keeping out. It's about who he's kicking out. This is an NBC News special report. Breaking news out of the White House. The president has asked Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to step aside, and he will be replaced with the current CIA director, Mike Pompeo. That's right. President Trump has fired Secretary of State and human grumpy cat Rex Tillerson. (laughs) And this just continues an unprecedented run of people quitting or getting fired from the Trump administration. I mean, think about it. We're not even 14 months in. And look at all the people we've lost, right? This is like saving Private Ryan numbers over here. Look at this, right? That's a shit ton of people. And I'm not exaggerating. Rex was only one of three people who were fired today. Yeah, his aide was fired for explaining how Tillerson was fired, and (laughs) Trump's personal assistant was fired for possible financial crimes. Yeah, working for the White House is basically like being in a Saw movie, you know? You show up, you get tortured for a while, and then you get killed off. That's how it works. (laughs) But of course, as always, the president, whose catchphrase is literally, you're fired, didn't have the balls or the decency to tell Tillerson the news to his face. 
The Secretary of State was informed by White House Chief of Staff John Kelly that the president had made a decision to relieve him of his duties, but did not say when that would happen. He learned about his termination officially in a tweet by the president. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, that's messed up. How can you fire a man in a public tweet? At least slide into his DMs. <laughs> and, and the details of the story have only made it worse because when Trump decided to fire Tillerson, he was in Africa, right? He was busy meeting with shithole countries. And it turns out the only reason that Tillerson came back when he did was that chief of staff John Kelly had warned him that he was going to get fired, which was lucky. Because imagine if this happened and he wasn't warned. He could have been in the middle of negotiations in Africa and African leadership found it out on Twitter before him and he would have been like, oh, you know what, I'm here to tell you what America requires. And they would have just been like, well, I'm here to tell you I require you to suck my dick. <laughs> Sir, do you know who you're talking to? I carry the full weight of the United States. I will give you the full weight of my balls. <laughs> do you know who I am? According to Twitter, an unemployed man, eh? Now look, we may never know the real reason Trump got rid of Tillerson, but it's because Tillerson disagreed with Trump on lots of policy issues, you know, from upholding the Iran nuclear deal to leaving the Paris Climate Accord, or maybe Trump has a secret reason he would never tell us about. Maybe he's just like, I have to be honest, folks, Tillerson looks like a giant porcupine, and that scares me. And I know that's silly because porcupines aren't real. <laughs> but if you want to see Trump and Tillerson's relationship in a nutshell, the best example is just look at how they dealt with North Korea. Because at first, Tillerson tried diplomacy, and then Trump did this. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says the U.S. is in direct channels of communication with North Korea and looking into whether the regime is open to talks. Trump appeared to undermine a new diplomatic channel announced just yesterday by the Secretary of State. I told Rex Tillerson he's wasting his time trying to negotiate with Little Rocket Man. All right, so that was Trump's message. Don't negotiate with North Korea. And Tillerson, the loyal soldier that he was, carried that message to the world. Then last week, this happened. With respect to North Korea, in terms of direct talks with the United States, and you asked negotiations, and we're a long ways from negotiations. Breaking news tonight, President Trump agreeing to meet with North Korea's Kim Jong-un. Mr. Trump blindsided his Secretary of State, agreeing to the talks only hours after Rex Tillerson dismissed the idea. Come on, man! These are some serious mind games. It's like Trump was trying to get Tillerson to break up with him. Let's go to the club. I hate the club. All right, let's stay in. Why don't you ever want to go out? <laughs> and today, when asked about the firing, President Trump even sounded like he was trying to be a sensitive ex. Rex is a very good man. I like Rex a lot. I really appreciate his commitment and his service. And I'll be speaking to Rex over a long period of time. You know, I wish Rex a lot of good things. I think he's gonna do, uh, I think he's gonna be very happy. I think Rex will be much happier now. You know, Trump, Trump is right. Yeah, Rex Tillerson will be much happier now. Everyone who leaves the White House ends up happier. Just look at this guy, all right? Or this guy, and especially this guy. Yeah. Why are you so happy, Obama? We're dying over here. You've been kite surfing for two years. But Tillerson will be happier than most, because don't forget, he never wanted the job in the first place. He was a reluctant secretary of state to begin with. He's on the record saying, I really didn't want the job. My wife asked me to do it. Damn. Yeah, some wives ask their man to take out the garbage. This one told Tillerson to go live in it. <laughs> That's a devoted husband right there, man.
Yeah, that's like the dopest thing for a wife to brag about. Oh, your husband bought you flowers? My husband works for Trump because I asked him to. But no, daisies are cute too, yeah. <laughs> no, you do you, girl. And look, when Tillerson first took the job, a lot of people dissed him because he had no diplomatic experience and he was the only cabinet member with arresting I've got shit on my shoe face. And you know what? <laughs> Those people turned out to be right. Tillerson was a pretty bad secretary of state. Uh, he defended deep budget cuts to his department. He left many important positions unfilled and his weak leadership had career diplomats leaving in droves. But even though he was a disaster overall, we should still be able to celebrate Rex Tillerson's greatest achievements which we celebrate tonight in Rex Tillerson's greatest achievements. NBC News reporting that the Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, called the president he serves a moron. My source didn't just say uh, that he called him a moron. He said an effing moron. Tillerson, thank you for your service. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a legendary musician whose new album is called American Utopia. Please welcome David Byrne. Who are in a high chair? Okay. Welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you, it's nice to be here. Congratulations on your new album. You are a legendary musician. It has been a while since you put out a solo project. That clip that we saw might be confusing to some people because they'll be like, that's, that's not David Byrne singing. Uh, how did that come together and what makes those kids so special? Um, my friend Eric had an idea that rather than me doing video clips, we ask kids, video students, performers like a choir, or whatever, in different towns, towns that are not known for maybe being in the limelight. Right. That uh, we say, why don't you do it? You make the video, right. you guys. Your high school video crew and your high school choir and everybody, you guys do it. And they did, and it came out beautiful. It came out so beautiful that you decided to use that as the video. Well, yeah, and I also felt that well, I felt that their version of the song is more moving and emotionally completely different than mine. Right. Mine is me, slightly paranoid, nerdy guy, worried <laughs> about lots of people coming over to my house. And with them, the thing is, yes, everybody's welcome. Right, it's a totally different thing. Totally different vibe. And I thought, why didn't I get that? <laughs> It, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, um, I guess, rendition of an idea that is encapsulated in the album. American Utopia is the title of the album. Why did you wait so long to release this? Were you looking for the most ironic time to have this title? <laughs> is that what you were going yeah, for? Uh, yeah, when I came upon the title, I thought, that's what people are going to think. They're going to think, this is completely tongue-in-cheek. It's a right. joke, whatever. And I thought, no, let me see if I can do it so it's... People will understand it's not a joke. Right. It's not about saying we live in a utopia. No, it's saying that we want something better. We want, we all long for something better. We all try to imagine, is this the way it, is this the, the way it has to be? Mm -hmm. Could it be some, could it be different? And uh, so I just thought, okay, I'm going to put that out there. 
that, that, that feeling and that idea is something that's reflected uh, in many aspects of your life. You know, reasons to be cheerful. I, I saw that's on your website as well. That's like your theme in life right now. Do you think that as people we need to find more reasons to be cheerful? Uh, yes. I, I personally, I started this, what turned into a project. Like a lot of people, I'd wake up in the morning, look at the paper and get really angry, depressed, etc. And, and I thought, and, but then I started finding, I find something good. Right. And it wasn't like cat rescued from a tree, good. It's just, <laughs> it was, uh, and it wasn't billionaire gives money to a hospital, good. Because right. that, those things only just happened once. These were things that uh, would happen somewhere in the world, in the US, Europe, wherever, and they, somebody had an idea, tried it out, tested it, and it was successful, and I thought, that can be adopted, cha- uh, copied, modeled right. in other places. This is a, a, good, a good thing. So you were basically looking for stories and examples of people moving the world forward as opposed to being frustrated by people who seem to be moving it back. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and I thought, this is going to keep me sane. But otherwise, I'm going to lose my how, mind. How deep did you have to go into the newspaper to find that? Because <laughs> I don't know what newspaper you're... I'm like six pages deep, and I'm like, yeah, this is depressing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, doesn't happen every day. Right. Uh, and I read, I read a few newspapers. So sometimes there'll be nothing, and then sometimes you find something and go, there it is. Right. There's something right there. That's really... It's really encouraging. That's a reason to be cheerful. Like, you, you, you've put out um, rock albums. You've done theater as well. One thing that has been really prevalent in your work is the creation of an image that goes just beyond, like, beyond just the song. You know, you are known as, many people regard you as an artiste, that's what they say, which is a word not many people use. So when they use it, you know they're being serious. And they go, like, David Byrne is an artiste. Or they're making fun of me. One of the two. Yes. I'll, go with the, I'll go with my version. I think it's better. Okay. I think it is more flattering. No, but people say you focus on everything in and around the image of what you're creating. It's, it's the stage. It's, it's how the performers look. It's what the performance is meant to feel like beyond the music. Uh, what have you done when performing American Utopia? What, what have you decided to make different in the show that, that reflects that idea? As you said, the, the, the live show reflects, reflects the idea uh, somewhat. Right. It's a completely empty stage. All the musicians are mobile. So the, st- this, the show is made by the people. Right. The hum- when you say mobile, you mean like the people, like the, they're carrying the, the, the Yeah, stuff. the drummers, like a drum line. Right. The drummers are all carrying their stuff. There's uh-huh. six of them uh, in order to get a full drum sound. Right. And there's others. There's 12 of us in all. And so the show is us. It's not about the spectacle or right, exploding right, right. stuff or giant screens or whatever else, it's, it's us as human beings. So you can perform while moving. We can perform while moving. Not all the drummers love that, but, <laughs> but they're coming around. <laughs> I like the idea that you guys just move around. You can be like, yeah, now, yeah. now to the corner, and now to my house. Yes, yes. Yeah, and now to the supermarket, Let's I forgot take... to buy bread. <laughs> and now to the, David, come on, man, you're killing us over here. But what, what inspired that? Why mobile? Um, I... I realized it could be done, and I had never done it before. I don't think anybody's ever done it before. Right. And I thought, as I started thinking it through, I thought, this is kind of nice. It's about the humanity, uh-huh. the peoplehood of the performers. It's right. about us as people and not about all the crazy stuff going on. Right. Uh, the audience, and I think an audience relates to that. They relate to human beings. 
they would like to uh, flame pots and everything else too. Yeah, of course. But I mean, <laughs> flames and human beings is what yes. we relate to as human beings. I feel like that's yeah. that's a common theme. If we look at the album uh, American Utopia, someone says to you, David, uh, how is this going to make me feel? What what do you want this album to make me feel? What would you say to them? Uh, I think the the words in the record are sometimes dark, a little bit dark, and sometimes disturbing, but they're tempered or countered by the kind of the musical feeling. Right. The music is very uplifting, I think. It's a great music and sometimes scary words. Sometimes scary words. That's, that's a I've, fantastic I, review I, yeah, I've album. been I talking like to people and uh, so, there's, there's one song about uh, uh, point of view uh, of a dog. Uh-huh. Uh, like, uh, oddly, I thought people are not going to get this. It's not going to be one of the... People are liking that. Yeah, people uh, are like, I, I like the point of view of a dog. <laughs> I find a lot of New Yorkers will be like, yeah, I, I, I have the same point of view as a dog, to be honest with you. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing album. Uh, you are a legend. Thank you so much for being Thank on you the show. So much. I appreciate your time. American Utopia is available now. David Byrne, everybody. Thank you so much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.